everybody. How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trace coming to you today with a special guest, Mr. Tyler Forness from Climbing the Pocket and Blue Chip Scouting. Uh, the dude is involved in so many different things. It's crazy. Like every time I get on Twitter, he is adding something else to his resume or his work that he's doing within the NFL wrestling. I mean, the, dude, you're involved in everything, but mainly climbing the pocket blue chip scouting. You're a huge Vikings fan. You're a Florida fan. I see all the decorations behind you right now, but like, dude, how are you doing and how's everything going for you? Life is great. Um, since we last chatted in Mobile, uh, I've gotten married, um, just enjoying uh, watching film, wrestling, writing and talking about it. And it's really good to just be sitting here to talk ball with you guys today. Well, good, man. Good. We're happy to have you on. Uh, today's episode, we are going to be doing uh, something that trees. <laughs> Trees, I don't, I don't even want to say stumbled into, but like just pretty much nailed last year, and it's predicting trades that should be made by each team in the NFL, um, and what they can do to either make themselves better by adding a player or adding draft capital to help out in the draft. So hopefully they hit on that, and they can just kind of revamp their team. Trees, I think you went like out of everyone we did, there were like three or four big ones that you just nailed right on the head. And I, we haven't even heard your voice yet today, but you just had an amazing golf tournament this weekend, the Crimson Cup. Don't think I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, it went amazing. Before we started recording, you told me you golfed 72 holes. You went 72 holes of golf. You yes. freaking maniac. Yeah. I'm glad you're here, though. Like, I don't know how you're just not stiffer than a board. I almost didn't make it, to be honest. But, yeah, uh, it went fantastic. Uh, my second annual golf tournament that I run with some of my buddies uh, had a great turnout. Went down to southern Utah, about four-hour drive from where we all live. It was awesome. And, yeah, it got a little crazy. A lot of drinking, a lot of uh, – a couple carts crashed. Um, we had a guy that really wanted to do what everybody's seen on Instagram, pull your pants down, put the tea in your butt – and hit it off of it. Yeah, we did it. We did it all. Um, I got that video. Uh, you do. Can we, can we get permission to post that maybe? Yeah, I'll post it. It's right. already been posted on social media from them, so it's good to go. <laughs> so, But yeah, hell of a weekend. Uh, again, you had yours as well, so that's awesome. Like We just love to do things uh, in parallel, I guess. So fantastic. Without even planning it, as Without we planning say. it. Yeah, exactly. So, But you're right about the trade uh, episode from last year. I predicted four right. Uh, let's hope that I can get some again this year, but uh, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I have a feeling you're going to. I'm sure you're going to nail a couple of them. Uh, Tyler, we're just going to go ahead and jump into this right now, man, and we're going to start with the worst team in the NFL. There are six teams that only have one win in the NFL, and then there's one team that has yet to win, and that is the New York Jets. There's so many holes on this team, it's not even funny. I don't know what they should do first, who they should trade, who they should keep. Should they just blow the whole damn thing up? Trius, first off, what do you think is the next move for the New York Jets, or I should say the New Jersey Jets, because they don't even play in New York? I found that out like last month, and it's just been driving me nuts ever since. What What are the Jets doing here, dude? So – Yes, everybody thinks they're going to blow it up. I kind of think Adam Gase doesn't want to blow it up just because it's Adam Gase and he just likes to do things in a difficult way. But I'm going to say 
what they should do is trade uh, Marcus May, their safety, who was opposite of Jamal Adams for a super long time. Florida guy, right, uh, mm-hmm. Fornes? So um, they should trade him to the Washington football team to play strong safety because they have uh, Landon Collins, who just tore his Achilles. And let's not forget, what Washington football team, not very good, right? We all understand that. But they're a half a game out of a playoff spot right now because the NFC East is complete hot garbage. So why not make a run, right? And it, yeah, you're going to have a situation next year. Um, may actually even be a free agent after this year. I believe he is. So even if you lose him, it doesn't matter. You're It's a, what, 10-game rental for a hope at – that your defense can keep going and try to make a playoff spot. Dang. And Fournette, kind of what are your thoughts on that, man? I'm not sure uh, how invested in this you are. I'm not trying to put you on a spot or nothing, but kind of where are you at with this? Do you think that's a good idea, bad idea? What do you think the Jets should do? Well, I learned today that Landon Collins tore his Achilles, so that was new. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like the thinking there. Uh, I was initially taken aback that you'd want Marcus May to play strong safety for your team, especially because you have Collins. Uh, but the Washington is out of a playoff spot just by that half a game. As you said, you've got Riverboat Ron, who is here to win and win now. He's going to want to make those kind of moves in order to try and make that push today rather than tomorrow. They have probably the best defensive line in football as of right now. But Ooh, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to go a different direction. I would I think that the Jets should do whatever they can to move Jamison Crowder and I like Jamison Crowder as a player. He's been a really good safety blanket for Sam Darnold. But at the end of the day, this is a complete rebuild. And Jamison Crowder is a slot receiver who can't do anything else making $10 million a year on average. Yep. You, you don't want to be paying a, sl- a pure slot $10 million when you really don't have anything else. And I think if you're really going to blow this thing up, if you decide that Sam Darnold is your guy you're probably going a guy like Jamar Chase right away. So you're going to be able to have somebody opposite Denzel Mims, who I absolutely love and think he has Julio Jones type upside here at the Ooh. NFL level. Uh, bow, bow, bow. Wow. Well, okay. I'm hearing that their athletic profiles are almost identical. Uh, Denzel Mims has a case of the drops. He had an astounding 11% drop rate in college. And so he has a really, really low floor. But the upside is fantastic if he can learn how to play physical and overcome those drops because the athletic profile and size is there. Um, no, yeah. I would look at trying to move off that $10 million cap hit if they can. Uh, otherwise, uh, Marcus May is a really good guy if you don't think he's part of the future. I don't think you're tr- completely trading Jamal Adams if you don't believe Marcus May and Ashton Davis are your safeties of the future. So what Joe Douglas does at the trade deadline is going to be interesting to kind of see how this direction moves forward. Yeah, and I think that's a great point, and I'm glad you mentioned Denzel Mims because he had his debut last week in the NFL, and for the Jets, he didn't play bad. I believe he had like five receptions, nearly 100 yards, um, or just over 50, I believe. So him being in the mix for Sam Donald was nice because Sam Donald comes back from an injury, and it's like, hey, here's the guy they drafted for me in the second round. Let's see what we got, see what we can make happen, and it looked like there was a little bit of a connection there, which was kind of surprising. Um, I like the idea of moving on from Jamison Crowder, and it is going to be interesting to see what Joe Douglas does because they're in a situation of like, hey, we can lock in the opportunity to get the number one pick 
if we still think Sam Donald is our guy, we can trade out of that spot. And I don't think this is something that's really being discussed, but the Jets could be looking at this and like, hey, we know Sam Donald's our future, and we don't have jack diddly shit around him to help out, and we, we suck. Like We are the goddamn Jets, and we can't get anything right. So within that, it's like, okay, hey, let's just solidify that we get the number one pick in the draft, fire Adam Gase because it's the best thing we should do, and then we can just sell it to maybe the Jaguars, get all their first-round picks, a second-rounder and a first-rounder for next year, because as Teresa said a couple weeks ago, if you get an opportunity at a quarterback like this, you sell the farm and you figure everything else out. And I will tell you what, you put Trevor Lawrence on the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are probably competing in the South right now more than they already are. They got one win against, what, the Colts opening week, Treese called it, and then after that he was like, I don't know when they're going to win another game. I don't either looking at the rest of the schedule and the way Minshew's playing. But it's one of those things where if you're the Jets, it's like, is Sam Donald the guy? Yes or no? If we get the first pick, fire Gase, move on, try and get as much draft capital as possible and see if we can add guys here in the first round and just make it happen. But moving on to the next team, Treese, the guys that you just said they should uh, trade Marcus May to, the Washington football team, what what do you think they should do here? Because you just mentioned they lost Landon Collins to an Achilles injury. What's the next move for the Washington football team? Do they go offense? Do they go defense? Offensive line? Tyler, you mentioned it. Best defensive line in football. Excuse me. What's the Washington football team doing here, man? So uh, I went a different route. So obviously with the Jets, I said trade the defense for a defense. Here it is. Um, <clears throat> I think they could use another wide receiver. And there's a lot of good wide receivers in next year's class. So you don't want to trade – the farm for something, right? So I thought something that could be sneaky good for them is trading for Willie Sneed from the Ravens. Try to get another veteran wide receiver, catch the ball, uh, slot guy can play on the outside. Uh, could be a good fit. Okay, Tyler, thoughts there, man? Tyler's on mute. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> All right. We're <So>, back. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I, I like where you're going with the wide receiver aspect. I don't know if Baltimore moves Snead. But I also think if you're Washington, you want to go for something a little more long term. You've already admitted that you don't believe Dwayne Haskins is your future. You don't think he's the best option to win now. Uh, rumor has it a lot of it has to do with just him failing to absorb the playbook, which I I get it. It's the Air Coriel system that uh, Norv Turner ran for years. His son Scott is now running it. It's not exactly the easiest system to pick up. But at the end of the day, if you're at the NFL level and you can't pick up a system, even though it's your second year, first year in that system, it's a red flag. I think you're going to be going quarterback first round. I think you should be willing to move a second rounder for a really talented receiver. And I'm going to throw kind of a curveball at it. What about sending a second round and a fourth round in Minnesota for Adam Thielen? Get that long-term guy. He's a guy who can mentor Terry McLaurin. He can play inside and outside, give you some flexibility. He's not a true number one, but then again, you only have about six to ten of them in the NFL. Get that solid piece for whoever's playing quarterback. You have somebody with McLaurin. Logan Thomas seems to be a, a blooming option at tight end. Antonio Gibson's going to be a stud catching the ball in the backfield like Chris Thompson was for years. And you're, it's a good... A steady option moving forward because Thielen himself uh, has a good cap number over the next few years, especially because Minnesota paid some of the signing bonus. 
you're going to get like that $12 million a year. Very manageable for a top 15, 20 receiver. So, wow. Sorry. So, yeah, you're a Vikings fan. So that's interesting hearing that. Um, I think a long term is probably not the best answer coming considering he'll be 31 next year. But um, I think with Thielen, though, his skill set isn't super athletically dynamic. So even as his athletic skills deteriorate, his production won't deteriorate as fast as other players. When Larry Fitzgerald uh, started to deteriorate early on, he moved into the slot and he was became dominant again. Adam yeah. Thielen can already play extremely well out of the slot and on the outside. So once his outside skills start to deteriorate, you have a great slot option. So it, he's not, it's still going to deteriorate. You're not wrong. But you can still maximize his effectiveness in the slot and not lose a lot. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um Given we'll get to the Vikings here in a second, but so does that mean you're wanting the Vikings to try to take a wide receiver early if they can move on from Thielen? I wouldn't be opposed to it. You you gotta continue to work on the offensive line. I'd like to yeah. use like a second or third round pick on a guard. Obviously, I want a quarterback early. That, yeah. That's not a secret. Quarterback, three technique tackle. Those corners are going to be a lot better next year because totally. let's be honest. Outside of Marshawn Lattimore, rookie cornerbacks suck. And there's a lot of really good pieces on this team that are young, youngest defense in football. They're going to figure out a way to put it together. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, Let's move on to the next one then. So we will stay in that same division, the NFC East, and go with the Giants. So um, I have one, and mine is to trade Golden Tate to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, try to get that fourth or fifth round pick back that you traded to get him. And I think that that could just be a good little fit for Philip Rivers. Uh, I think that that offense could use one more weapon. Uh, I know they like Pascal, but, ah, you know, like I, I'm not a big Pascal guy. Uh, Paris Campbell's obviously out. So T.Y. Hilton clearly is not what he used to be. So, just another weapon. You you know you have a legit chance at winning this division. Obviously the Titans are looking very solid right now, but they only they only have the Colts by one game right now, and they still get to play them twice. So they they control their own destiny here. So uh, I would say again, all of my picks right now are not flashy big name guys, um, but that's kind of the route I'm going for in this um, episode is to just do little trades that I could see actually happening. So. Uh, that's what I have for the the Giants. Just try to get some draft picks, draft capital back for trading Golden Tate. Well, I think that is exactly would be like, excuse me, that would be the right move for the Indianapolis Colts because Philip Rivers comes in, of course, from the Los Angeles Chargers, San Diego Chargers. He was a career man there and then decides to move on. And people are like, OK, is he going to Miami? Where's he going? Ends up with Indianapolis. Him and about his nine kids and his wife, holy smokes, all the way over there to the to the Midland uh, to be a Colt. And then it takes a little bit to kind of get accustomed to everything and to be the leader of a new team and realize you actually have time to throw the football here. And then you get T.Y. Hilton, and the dude's just turned into stone hands. Like, he's just not catching the ball. He's not the same. But then you have this running back by committee that is now being led uh, by Jonathan Taylor and is going well for the Colts. I still think they have like a real opportunity to win the South, just like you mentioned there, Tree. So you add in Golden Tate to that, um, a reliable receiver that's willing to be physical and go for that 50-50 ball. I mean, we saw it last week in primetime where, you know, he goes up against the Eagles 
makes contact, rips the catch away, and then goes and scores. That's honestly kind of what the Colts are missing because you're not getting that from T.Y. Hilton. And Mo Alley-Cox has been a surprise for this team this year. But I like the addition of Golden Tate. And you mentioned that you're not mentioning any big names either. Kind of the beauty of the NFL trade deadline is that there's never really any stars on the move. Uh, Fournette, kind of where you at and thought-wise of like the Giants moving on from the leader of their receiver room? I think it's a smart move. I, I don't think they're really going anywhere. They're already overpaying Golden Tate. I believe it was only a three-year deal. So whoever gets Golden Tate is going to have one more year left. And that cap number is going to be a little lower than what his average annual value is because that signing bonus that they paid him early on. Uh, but with the Giants, I'm actually going to look at the defensive line. And I think you should trade Leonard Williams uh, to the 49ers for whatever the 49ers will offer. They're missing Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa. They signed Ezekiel Ansah. He's hurt. They just need depth on that defensive line. Uh, with what the Niners like to do in that 4-3 you could line up Leonard Williams as a five-tech, and he can a wide nine. You could line him up at three-tech, nose. Uh, there's just a – he's a good piece who's not going to be phenomenal, who will add very needed depth to that San Francisco defensive line. And I don't really see them getting a long-term deal done with him, so you might as well get some capital back. I don't say this very often, and Austin can you know, vouch for it. I like that better than mine. So uh, I, don't, I don't admit that very often. <laughs> I'll, I will take that as a compliment, sir. Yeah, all right, then. Okay. Uh, uh, I guess my only concern or question with it is, are the 49ers good enough to compete in the West? And I know that might sound kind of like a stupid question right now with them going back-to-back wins and, you know, being in a position where it looks like things are rolling, but... Jimmy Garoppolo has not been the quarterback we thought he would be with the 49ers. He's struggling to throw the ball down the field. And you can see that, you know, Kyle Shanahan is very much frustrated with it. And if the running game isn't there and they just lost Wilson uh, to an injury as well, so they're limited in the running back room as well. Does going defensive line help this team? Or are they just kind of in a spot where it's like, Let's just try and coast our way through this year, see if we get into the playoffs. If not, let's just try and reload for next year and just come back healthier. I think it's smart for them to try and upgrade that defensive line because the defensive line was their meal ticket last year. They don't need Jimmy Garoppolo to be phenomenal. They need him to just be good. If he can be just flat out good, not great, not above average, just just be competent competent at the quarterback position with Kyle Shanahan's creativity and how they utilize scheme and and getting guys open on like those leak routes and just the the wide zone plays. That's all they need. Strengthen up that defensive line, let Fred Warner eat behind it, and I think that they can still make a legit playoff run. I think you're dang bingo bingo there it is. Uh the next team here, the Atlanta Falcons, uh I'm never going to let it go for Trees. Dude put money on him last year to kind of be a surprise. What was it? Super Bowl team, division winner, both. I mean, it just I, – I, I don't even know why I'm trying to make fun of you because, in a way, I agreed with you. And then since then, it's been all downhill. The Falcons stink. Their defense is absolutely awful. But you look at this offense and it's like, damn, 
couple years ago, they spent back-to-back picks on the right side of their offensive line. It appears to be working out for them. They have one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Todd Gurley is getting into the mix here again. Uh, it's about the Todd Gurley special part of the season. We're middle of the year. He's you know, kind of doing well. He's kind of getting up to pace with it. And then we're going to see him just hit a deep end and fall off. But Matt Ryan is doing the best he can here. But his defense can't stop jack shit. What are the Falcons doing here, Trees? Uh, so I have them trading for Malik Jefferson from the Chargers. So Jefferson's having a tough time getting killed there. Uh, they need another linebacker opposite of uh, Deion Jones and just get more athletic there. I think that that really makes this team super athletic with those two. You you have Grady Jarrett on the line. You have Dante Fowler Jr. on the side. You have Keon O'Neal on the side. You have A.J. Terrell on the outside, their first-round pick this year. I think all of a sudden you have weapons in all sorts of areas of this defense. And again, like you said, the offense is in shape. I think that they'll they'll be just as good next year. I know Ryan and Julio are getting older. They both have a few more years left in them. I'm not worried about them uh, slowing down the offensive line. It'll be year three for that basically rebuilt offensive line that they tried to do through the draft last year. So uh, I'm going to go Malik Jefferson, uh, former dude, so you know him very well. Um, but just try to get – a linebacker spot filled with low draft capital. There it is. Tyler Fornass, what are we, what are our thoughts, man? I think you need to look at offloading some guys. And I know one of the, the big names that people have been talking about is Julio Jones. And there's been some talk about Matt Ryan too, but their dead cap hits are through the roof. If you moved Julio Jones right now, you're looking at about a $38 million cap hit dead cap. And yep. The Falcons are second to last in the NFL with just over $2 million in dead cap space. So I'm I'm kind of taking a look at the roster and some of the guys that you could think about moving. And one of the only guys that you can really see is uh, safety Keanu Neal. Last year of his deal, they didn't pick up that fourth-year option because he keeps getting major injuries. Trade him to the Cleveland Browns. They're desperate for safety help. Uh, what guy that's very familiar to me, Anderson Dayhill, was fine opposite Harrison Smith. He wasn't anything special, but he wasn't a liability. This season in Cleveland, he's been a massive liability. Some people are calling him the worst safety in the league. Get somebody competent in that safety room. Let them thrive. Let them help impact a defense that desperately needs it on the back end. And you can have Atlanta get like a third-round pick back, which with where their salary cap is sitting, they desperately need that draft capital in order to do anything with a rebuild because this is far and away a win now kind of structure when it comes to their salary cap and they're going to need to hit on a lot of late round picks i mean i don't think either one of you guys are too far off sorry i don't sound as thrilled but like you look at the atlanta falcons and what they've done with their salary and paying julio jones and matt ryan it limits them with everything else especially with how much that defense has struggled uh let's get into Teresa's favorite team here a guy who lives in the middle of nowhere and just the beautiful land and mountains of Utah. He is a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Dude, what what are the Jaguars doing here, dude? Uh, just sell it all. Get more draft picks. Let's let's do this. Um, so I'm gonna say I feel like it's very it's very strange that Tyler's on here and we have talked about more Florida guys today than we ever have. So that's very strange. 
Maybe it's because Florida guys are just not panning out in the NFL. We're just like, hey, let's just ship them away. I don't know. But uh, Taven Bryan, uh, former first-round pick a few years ago, uh, has not lived up to the hype. He has games where he flashes, and you're like, holy shit, that's why he was a first-round pick. And then he has four games where I say, why is he on the field? Why is he dressed? Why is he even not like considered for the practice squad? Like, Just make him retire? I don't know. He frustrates the hell out of me. What is the team? Let's see. This is here's a tree civia for you, Austin. What is the team that I always say is weak as shit on the offense? They're just soft as can be on defense. Damn it. I mean, would it have been the team we just talked about with the Atlanta Falcons? No, it's not. It's the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I say that they get hit in the mouth all the time and they don't know how to recover from it. Uh, wonder what. Taven Bryant is a very strong dude. I think he could hold up in the middle uh, to at least stop the run a little bit. Um, he doesn't need to be a huge pass rusher with the two Smith guys on the outside. Uh, so, hey, Jags, if you could go and get even a fifth and seventh rounder for him, take it. Ornes, where are we at? Look, I'll send you a fourth for Taven Bryan right now. I wanted him so bad, uh, but then the Jaguars sniped him at 29 right before the Vikings picked at 30. <laughs> but Therese is right. Gators really haven't been panning out in the NFL, unless you're an offensive lineman. Uh, there are an astounding amount of Florida Gator offensive linemen in the NFL, and you would be surprised when I tell you I think there are like 10 starters. Jawan Taylor for the Jags. He's He has had yeah. a fantastic year for the Jags this year. Yeah, the Pouncey Twins, uh, Marcus Gilbert, DJ Humphreys. Those are just a few names. But if I'm Jacksonville, uh, like, I watching this team has been really fun because for the most part, they've been in games. There have been a couple games where they just really didn't look like they showed up. I don't think Gardner Minshew's the problem, but if you have a chance to draft a massive upgrade, I think you have to. So when I'm taking a look at uh, what Jacksonville has to offer, Taven Bryan's a good one. Um, I wonder if uh, they're willing to move on from Andrew Norwell. They paid him that massive free agent contract. I believe it was the the biggest contract that a guard has ever had in the National Football League. But he just hasn't really panned out. I know there's been some injuries and just the guys around him just haven't been good either. But I wonder if you trade him to a team that really needs offensive line help. Maybe a team like Tennessee. I know Tennessee lost Taylor Lewan. But you can do some reshuffling there, get a guy like Norwell to slide right in, and just have him move guys for Derrick Henry, I think would be a really nice upgrade for them. And at the very least, gives them some extra rotational uh, depth uh, for the playoff run. Yeah, so um, Norwell's played fantastic this year. He did not live up to the hype the first two years. This year he has. He's probably the best offensive line. Eh, Linder's probably better than him still, but Norwell's been fantastic. Um, But, um, sorry, you just don't know this, Fornes. Fuck the Titans. We don't don't talk about them on this podcast. Oh, I I know it'll never happen, but if uh, Tennessee offered like a third— like it would be hard to say no because you're. Being, I don't you're want shedding the Titans third. Fuck you, Titans. <laughs> you sound like me talking about the Packers. <laughs> and speaking of the NFC North, let's get into the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the fan favorite of Tyler Fornes, the man you spend so much time researching this team, discussing, writing about him, anything and everything with the Minnesota Vikings. Tyler Fornes is about it. I'm going to start with you here, dude. What trade needs to be made for them to either send off or receive to maybe change the season around 
or are you just kind of done with him? Because I, I heard earlier, and I didn't say anything because I just wanted to hear you keep going in your review of him. It sounds like you're done with Kirk Cousins. Here's the problem with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is really good. He is a really good quarterback, and he peeps, peaks at like a top five, top ten-ish quarterback in the NFL when he's on. The problem is his flaws are debilitating. He, If there's any kind of pressure interior, if he's not on, he's god-awful. He make poor decisions. He panics in the pocket. But when he's on, like that uh, playoff game against the Saints, he's fantastic. There are very few quarterbacks that are genuinely better than Cousins. But when you have a disparity of like quarterback six to like quarterback 30, really bad. So I'm kind of in this theory where you thought you were in a Super Bowl window. You just got to blow it up. Anthony Harris, Harrison Smith, Kyle Rudolph, Riley Reef, try and offload all of them. And if you don't think these last two guys are part of the rebuild, Thielen and Kendricks, offload them too. Get some second, third, fourth round picks and just absolutely load up and use that capital to be able to maneuver around in the draft. Get that quarterback, get another receiver, get a guard or two. Like, we got to make some moves. Uh, I know I mentioned Cleveland for safety help. Um, the fucking Titans need a tackle. <laughs> Riley Reef could slide in well there. Or the Cowboys, they're desperate for offensive line help. He can make a big difference too. Uh, it, I'm team blow it up. Um, trade Kirk Cousins and whatever you have to to San Francisco for Jimmy Garoppolo in the offseason and just make it work. <laughs> Damn it, Tyler. <laughs> I was not expecting you to hit us with that. <laughs> Fucking Titans. Uh, you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the 49ers would love to move on from him. They had that opportunity this last offseason, and I just don't think they came with the salary cap. I've talked about this with Matt. <laughs> I think – probably over a hundred fucking times over within the last month in the 49ers. I mean, Jimmy G just doesn't seem to be the answer there. And I don't think you'd be any happier with him over Kirk cousins uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, to be honest, but let's move into take Jimmy G and then you cut him and it's zero dead cap. Just take the contract and get rid of it. All right. Well, uh, Justin trees, anything with the Vikings? Yeah. Uh, Again with these Florida guys, this is ridiculous. Um, I'm saying trade uh, Kendricks for a third rounder and Will Greer for the Carolina Panthers. What? Yes. Will Greer? Yeah. The dude yeah. that can't throw to his left? I know. I know. You don't That's like Trubisky. You, you don't. I, I know. You don't like Will Greer. I want to I see him in an I want to see him in offense that Gary Kubiak runs. A dude that can do play action, that can get him outside of the pocket, something that did not happen in Carolina last year, something that Gary Kubiak is very good at, and it's exactly how he was successful with Florida and even in West Virginia, just letting him sling the ball, go off a of play action. And again, he doesn't want he doesn't want Kirk Cousins anyways. So if you, you get rid of him in another deal, then there you go. You go with Wilger. Guess what? If he's bad, guess what? You're going to have a top pick and you get another quarterback. But you want to know what? You got a third-round pick with it as well. Fun fact about Will Greer. In a high school playoff game in North Carolina, he threw for 890 yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah, so fuck you and he can't throw it to the left. All righty then. <laughs> the Houston Texans are our next team, Trees. Uh <laughs> Just 
Yeah, the Houston Texans. Not good. I feel Not bad good. for Sean Watson. Yeah, so um, I prepped for this. I have 31 of the 32 teams filled out. The one team is the Houston Texans because it's impossible to make something happen. They are in such a shitty situation. They have nobody they can trade away. They have no draft picks or money to trade people in. It's For me, I just say, Houston, you're screwed. That's my answer. You're screwed. Fornass. All right. It depends on what you think of this receiver room, but there are two guys I think you could move and you could get third round capital back for them. Will Fuller, Kenny Stills. If you're the Green Bay Packers, I'm making that call right now. I don't know if they'll be willing to part with Will Fuller for a three, but his peaks are fantastic. Problem is he's always hurt. It's always soft tissue injuries with Will Fuller and long-term stability. I just don't think is there with him. If you can get a high or like a day two pick, for Will Fuller or Kenny Stills to help a contending team, I think you do it. You're gonna if you move Will Fuller, you're gonna shed half of a ten and a half million dollar cap hit. Kenny Stills is seven million. Help a team out, get a third round pick back. You don't have a pick until round three, so you might as well maximize the round if you can and make an impact for your team long term because this team's not gonna do much outside of Watson Magic for a while. Yep, I like the the idea of moving on from either Stills or Cook. Uh, or you said Fuller, correct? Fuller and Stills. Fuller and Stills. Brandon, I mean, you might as well add Brandon Cooks to that list. That dude he ain't done jack shit since being a Houston Texan. Uh, let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, what? What? He had one good game. They got to use matches, him right maybe though. Two. They can't. They can't use anybody though. That's fair. Sorry, I came off a little aggressive there. I apologize. Los Angeles Chargers are next. Uh, possible rookie of the offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert, hasn't had a game yet where he's thrown for less than 300 yards, or excuse me, for less than 250 yards. Uh, love the receiving weapons. That's going well. The connection between him and Keenan Allen is going to be good for the future. The defense, if they can just get Derwin James to stay healthy, this defense could be scary. But we're predicting trades. Trees, what are the Chargers doing? You're trading Derwin. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, <laughs> you dog. Uh, let's trade Denzel Perryman to the Steelers. Uh, Perryman's coming at the end of his contract, and Devin Bush is out for the year, ACL injury. Uh, Steelers know that they're at a Super Bowl run right now, so let's get another uh, hard-nosed linebacker that can play the middle of the field. I love that. Fournesse, what are your thoughts, man? If I'm the Chargers, I'm looking for help because I think I can make a run in the playoffs with my rookie quarterback. Trade for a safety. We've already mentioned a few of them. Keanu Neal, Marcus May, Anthony Harris, Harrison Smith. Go after one of those guys as a one-year rental or possible long-term guy to play opposite of Derwin James and really help out that defense because Justin Herbert is doing exactly what we thought he could do at Oregon, but the offense just wouldn't let him. He's just slinging it. Help out the defense make it so Justin Herbert doesn't have to go out and win every game. And you can make a real run. I like the optimism there for the Chargers. The Philadelphia Eagles, oh boy, Carson Wentz. I thought he was going to be a top five MVP candidate. Kind of hard to do that when no one on your team's fucking healthy. You got to love it with Philadelphia. Are they trading people away or are they trying to bring someone in, Trees? 
Uh, like I said earlier, NFC East sucks. Everybody has a chance. I mean, they're leading the division right now, so they're they're gonna they're gonna be buyers, not sellers here. And I have them buying. Holy shit! Another Florida guy, Jared Davis from the Detroit Lions, linebacker. I've talked about. I can't count how many times I've talked about how shitty this linebacker core is for the Eagles. Uh, let's get some athleticism on here and uh, try to make another run. I mean. Hey, I'll tr- I'll trust the Eagles once they're in the playoffs. I mean, it might be one of those ugly things where they barely get in, but then all of a sudden they can get hot. So they might get healthy at that point. So I'm gonna say Jared Davis. Dude, I've been in the same boat. There it was like, man, the Eagles are gonna get healthy at the right time at the end of the year. They're gonna find themselves in the playoffs. Carson Wentz is gonna have relationships that's so good with Travis Fulgham and Greg Ward and anyone else that's there. Zach Ertz when he's coming back from injury, that's someone that they did want to trade away. They put him on the market because they were like, Dallas Goddard's our future. We're not paying Zach Ertz. Let's move on. He's injured on the injured reserve list. Can't do it. So he's there for another year. That might help them on their playoff run. But Fournest, where are you at with the Eagles? This team next year has negative $70 million in cap space. The Saints are the only ones worse than them at like negative 88 or something, right? <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> with this team, I they've already done so much restructuring. I think you got to look to start unloading some assets. And like I don't know how they have $22 million in cap space right now. Um, I think you got to look at a guy like Brandon Graham, who is in his age 32 season. He could really improve somebody's pass rush. Uh, the base salary uh, for next season is $13 million. And then the rest of the years are voidable years because it's all signing bonus and restructuring. So take the hit now, get rid of the players. You're not paying that $13 million because you're going to have to do it anyway in the off season, get some capital back for maybe a second or a third and just keep building. I'm about it. I like it. Uh, you guys are going in different directions there. Trace adding for selling the team. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals are next though. Another offensive rookie of the year, first pick in the NFL draft in 2020, Mr. Joey Burrow. Dude's just lighting it up. What are the Bengals doing? Please tell me, for the love of God, they are trading for an offensive lineman. <laughs> I've thought about it, but I actually don't. I, I think that's something they want to take care of in the draft. Uh, I have been trading Geno Atkins. Again, I said the Packers for Taven Bryan. Uh, let's pretend that trade doesn't happen. So I'm going to say Geno Atkins to the Packers uh, play uh, play right next side of uh, Kenny Clark. I like it. Fournette, what are we? Th- what are our thoughts? I would cry if Geno Atkins went to the Packers. Her cousins <laughs> will die. Well, you already uh, don't like them, so you'd be okay with it then, won't you? Look, I want him off my team. I don't want him to die. All right, that's fair. Well, you got some kindness in your heart there. Love to see it. Uh, The Detroit Lions are next. Uh, Riley's favorite team, a team that Therese and I have discussed right before the season starts the last two years, was like, are the Lions going to be sneaky good? Like, is there a possibility? They're sitting at 3-3 right now. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the last drive. Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay. (laughs) I am loving it. The Lions need some defensive help, though. What are your guys' thoughts? Trees, you just said they should trade away one of their linebackers. There's a possibility they find themselves competing for the North here, or at least maybe sliding into a playoff spot after the demise that we're seeing with possibly the Bears. 
What are the Lions doing? So I made this list this late last night and this morning, and so I actually had them trading for D Ford from the Niners. What? But guess what? They made a trade already today, so it kind of ruined it. And they did trade for a defensive end. They got Everson Griffin. So, um, yep. I mean, so same position, wrong guy. Um, so, honestly, I think that was their trade that they were going to make. I, I, I think they're quiet the rest of the way. And I, I like that. I think the addition of Everson Griffin is good for them. D Ford I would have hated because the dude wouldn't have been able to play. I think I heard the other day he was considering retirement. He's just so banged up. Fornes, what are your thoughts with the Lions? I mean, you know them probably better than us, uh, aside from Riley, because I think that's all Riley does is watch the Lions, and I'm, I mean that as nicely as possible. If Riley has an opportunity to talk about the Lions, you're going to be there for a bit, but he knows everything about them. Fill us in as a fan of another team in the North. I think if you're Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, you're fighting for your jobs. You almost lost them in the offseason, and you need to do something big in order to keep it. I think you call up the Patriots and offer what you can to get Stephon Gilmore. Get a really good cornerback to replace what Darius Slay left in the offseason. Jeff Akuda, I think he's got a phenomenal future. Ricky Corner struggle, and he has struggled quite a bit. I think he's going to keep learning and growing on the job. Get somebody opposite him that will take some pressure off. Gilmore can lock down one side of the field or one receiver and really make a big impact on that defense. And like you said, Matt Stafford can be magic. You just have to give him some support. And I think that would be the best route to do it. Wow. I like it. Uh, Real quick, Treese. Yeah. I don't know where the safety position is for the Lions. Is Marcus May a landing spot there as well for the Lions defense? Absolutely. Um, Honestly, I I think that that's – they probably need safety more than they do corner, though I do like the Stephon Gilmore thing because of the tie with all the New England stuff and the reports today saying that New England is trying to trade him. Um, it's going to be funny as we get later on because I have a lot of the same notes Tyler has, but I have them for different teams. So this is actually going to be a lot of fun to talk about later on. This is going to get interesting. And speaking of the Patriots, they are actually next. We just mentioned Stephon Gilmore uh, possibly being shopped by the New England Patriots. That would be a Bill Belichick special. Move on before it's too late. What are the Patriots doing? Because their team or their season is abysmal right now. It just ain't going good. Uh, mine is going to be short and sweet. They're going to go, well, know what? Cam Newton's not playing very well. When he was playing really well, what was his best weapon? Oh, it was a tight end when we were very successful. What was best? Oh, we had tight ends. Okay. Uh, this player I've never liked. Austin knows this, but people love him for some odd, odd reason for not really doing anything. But David Njoku, I think trading for him. Uh, he wants out of Cleveland. He's the number three at this point. Uh, get another weapon. Honestly, he may be the most athletic offensive playmaker on New England at that point. I, I love that. Fornes, where are you at? Trade for A.J. Green. Give whoever plays quarterback a really good weapon on the outside. He's obviously unhappy in Cincinnati. And quite frankly, there's just a log jam. You've got Boyd. You've got Tate. You've got John Ross and T Higgins is basically going to be the next AJ green as far as the time or as a uh, far type of receiver. Try and give your quarterback something skilled on the outside. Nikhil Harry's good, but he's not a separator. AJ green is a better version of Nikhil Harry. Oh my God. We just fixed the fucking new England. Get rid of on Gilmore. Send him to the Bengals. Get AJ green. 
There it is. AJ Green is old as shit. You don't care. Start Jarrett Stidham. You bench Cam Newton, and then find a way to go trade for Njoku because he already doesn't want to be there. Treese, you make a great point about him being an athletic person for this team. AJ Green's going to help Nikhil Harry. Julian Edelman has no motivation to be the number one wide receiver anymore. You let Jarrett Stidham start and get into the rhythm of a game. There's a difference right there for the New England Patriots because Jarrett Stenham's just been thrown in randomly through the game, and his receivers are so done at this point that they don't give a shit. So the interceptions that he's thrown, yes, one of them down the field was bad, uh, but the pick six that he had against the Chiefs and Tyron Matthew, Julian Edelman dropped that. And then the interception that he had last week, I felt like Julian Edelman didn't put any effort into the route. I kind of want to see Jarrett Stenham get a true opportunity at starting a full game you move on from Stephon Gilmore, the defense for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, it's already set. I kind of like it. But, Treese, you got a giant smile on your face when Tyler mentioned the Bengals trading A.J. Green. What are your thoughts, dude? I love it. Um, we actually had it. I'm looking at our notes. We had that trade last year uh, yep, we did. for this. Uh, but he just brought up more things that I'm going to be talking about later on. Tyler and I are on the same page on a lot of things this episode, I'm realizing. Just different teams, which I really like. But let's move on. Uh, I know that we're going long on time. Everybody's like, hey, let me hear my team. We'll get to them. Don't you worry. Uh, we are going to the Denver Broncos now. Um, they have a lot of cap space actually next year and they're going to have even more if they get rid of von miller so what i say is we talked about it a lot during the draft this division got weapons everywhere right like the chiefs yep. have all these weapons now all of a sudden the chargers look super explosive the raiders have all these young guys and it's going to be hard to get them so on and so forth their offense has a lot of things so they want to go defense they traded for aj boye last offseason only having to give a fourth round pick Want to know what's going to make this defense deadly? Have another corner on the other side. Don't say it. Don't you say it. Trevor and Xavier Howard. Okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I thought you were going to say freaking Stephon Gilmore. I was about to reach through the screen and slap the shit at you. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> no, I like it, though. Fornes, what are your thoughts on what the Broncos should do? They're dealing with plenty of injuries. Noah Fant tried to play through it last week. You could tell it just was too much. Cortland Sutton's out. Melvin Gordon doesn't seem to be um, – as viable they're missing von miller but yet they still sacked the kansas city chiefs four times three of those were patrick mahomes what are the broncos doing for for ness i think you really got to focus on uh protecting uh drew lock and a guy that uh we kind of mentioned earlier on when we talked about the vikings riley reef he's got left and right tackle flexibility he's a very good player top 10 left tackle He's uh, making a reasonable salary this year at $8 million. Uh, Juwan James hasn't been it. He opted out this year. Put him on the right side. Garrett Bowles has been really good on the left. And give Drew Locke the opportunity to really push the ball down the field. Man, you just do not like that Riley Reef kid in Minnesota. You've tried to trade him away like six times. Not no, really. I, but. I like Riley Reef. Here's the issue. You drafted his replacement for next year in Ezra Cleveland. You can get a third-round pick for him because he's playing out of his mind right now. Get the capital because you're not going to have him on the roster next year. Bingo, bingo, there it is. Next team, the Miami Dolphins. To a tongue of Iloa, former Alabama quarterback, hero, I should say, for the University of Alabama, roll tide, fucking hate him. Uh, but he is getting the start for the Miami Dolphins they're, the defense hasn't been that bad. They've competed in games. They blanked the New York Jets. Like, 
what are the Dolphins doing here? What what do they got to do, Trees? Like, they buy and they sell, and what's up? Uh, I mean, why not trade for Yannick Ngakwe? He gets traded every other week nowadays, right? What? No way. <laughs> I'm just, I know, I'm just kidding. I'm I was gonna say, kidding. damn, Yannick Ngakwe, that poor guy. <laughs> his tax, his accountant's got to be pissed. <laughs> uh, maybe he deserves it. Um, here's my, I think this is my main one. That's like a holy shit type trade, and that is the Miami Dolphins trading for Nick Chubb. What? Yeah, what? Jo- okay. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's not it. Well, Gaskins yeah. is fine. Brita, they don't. They clearly don't love Brita. Uh, mm-hmm. They. Why not have a running back? Why not? Do you think the Browns move on from Nick Chubb? I think they fucking love Kareem Hunt. I think that they know that they're going to, have to pay Nick Chubb in a year, and they're not going to be able to afford it. Wow. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> there it is. That is that is a shock to me. Fornes, where you, what are your thoughts on that and ideas for what the Dolphins should do? I'm stunned, Therese. I, I think the writing was on the wall when you gave Kareem Hunt that contract extension that Nick Chubb could be expendable. I just don't think the Dolphins, the way they've structured this rebuild – are going to want to give up draft capital for a running back who's, one, coming off an injury, two, his, uh, is going to be entering the fourth year in the NFL next year. And if you're going to give up a second-round pick, you might as well take that second-round pick and get a Najee Harris. So I don't think that that's a good option for them. I think you should uh, call and try and find another receiver. Devontae Parker's been really good. Preston Williams has been fine. Get one more weapon for Tua Tango Vailoa, somebody who can be really good in the slot. Um, bring Kenny Stills back to Miami. Uh, get yep. him running those crosses, those little bubble screens, and just let him make plays in space. Yep, I absolutely agree with that. Albert Wilson, a receiver for them, who was a former Kansas City Chief, uh, opted out for the season due to COVID. Uh, and then, Fornes, you mentioned Najee Harris. For some of you guys listening that might not know, running back for Alabama. Uh, my only question is, do you think he falls to the second round? It's running back. I think he could. I also think the top of this running back class is really, really good. Uh, you've got ETN. You've got Harris. Uh, you've got uh, Juba Hubbard, who I am not very high on, but I know a lot are. Kenny Gainwell from Memphis, who's going to be kind of like Antonio Gibson, that pass catching back, really dynamic, uh, both out of the backfield and split out wide, kind of like a Christian McCaffrey type. He ain't mm-hmm. CMC, but similar players. Uh, Kylan Hill, who I love. He can be gotten for a late second, early third. I just think there's too many guys you would get even younger at a position that is so volatile. You don't want to give up premium capital unless they are a top-tier elite player at the position. Damn, Tyler Fornes out here with the big words. Carolina Panthers are next. Uh, Having a surprisingly good season, uh, a team that I thought was just going to be dog-awful, Trees tried to warn me, like, man, they got speed on the offense. There's plenty of weapons. Joe Brady comes in, goes, Teddy Two Gloves, Bridgewater is my quarterback. Just don't turn it over. Let's make it happen. This defense has plenty of young talent that they've built throughout the draft. What are they doing here at the trade deadline? Uh, wow, what the fuck was that? What are they doing here at the trade deadline? Sorry for the f bomb as well. Uh, I have them trading Marquise Haynes to the 49ers. So he's a backup defensive end that's starting to play quite a bit, but still playing behind Brian Burns. He's never going to surpass Brian Burns. Um, Obviously, they like the depth there, but this is more of the Niners needing depth and being willing to pay up for it. I like it. Fournette's thoughts. 
Uh, I, I like that move. Um, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, don't really have a lot of cap flexibility for this season. I think Teddy Bridgewater is the guy, but I also don't think they keep uh, Curtis Samuel long-term. Trade him to somebody who can utilize a smaller guy working out of the slot, do a lot of those gadget-type plays. Maybe Matt LaFleur can be creative enough coming from that uh, zone scheme, uh, having worked with Kyle Shanahan. Utilize him in Green Bay. They need somebody who's not a tower out in Wisconsin. So maybe make that move, get a third round pick back for him. And I don't think it's going to impact the Panthers enough. And I just want to take a victory lap. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I think if he never gets hurt, Vikings have a Super Bowl. I'm so glad to see him be successful. Ooh, go ahead then. Uh, I have been on record saying that I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the future quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say right now I was wrong. Um, Therese, I know this is going to bring a smile to your face. I'm surprised you're not smiling yet. Um, I was wrong on this. Teddy Bridgewater can be the guy for Carolina, and I think he's going to be for the next couple years while they kind of get everything else rebuilt on the defensive side of the ball uh, and continue to develop with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson there at receivers. They just need to find a new tight end and continue to build on the offensive line. Let's move to our next team, though, the San Francisco 49ers, who don't even play in San Francisco. Another thing I learned about a month and a half ago that just continues to irk me. What are they doing? Buying, selling, trading? I mean, we we talked about them a little bit on who they should go for. Teams should trade to them. What are the 49ers doing, Trees? Uh, trade for Marvin Jones. Uh, try to make that m- same magic that you did with Emmanuel Sanders last year. Debo Samuel's now out. Uh, you need another weapon on the outside. And so uh, Marvin Jones just isn't it in Detroit anymore. And they got some young guys that they're coming in. And it's clearly the – Galladay and uh, Hawkinson show, even with and Swift at this point. So uh, see if you can make magic on the outside one more time for the Niners. There it is. Fournette's thoughts, man. I think with the Niners cap situation and draft capital for next year, they're already without their third round pick. I think you need to think about being sellers. And one guy that I would think about moving on from who hasn't made a huge impact is Quan Alexander. Send him to Pittsburgh have him play at that second middle linebacker spot, which is going to be very similar to what he's doing as an outside linebacker in San Francisco. Strengthen the middle of that Pittsburgh defense. Get a third and maybe a fourth back for him. Get the cap hit off the books and move on from a guy who just hasn't been what you wanted him to be. There it is. And Debo Samuel Treese, you mentioned him being injured. Um, Excuse me, he is out with a hamstring injury. We just talked about the Panthers before this. Christian McCaffrey is set to return. Uh, We haven't seen him since week two, so him being back in the mix is going to be exciting for the Carolina Panthers. He is back at practice this week. Um, Next team, though, the New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas has just turned into a massive diva. The offense is not productive. Drew Brees can't throw the ball down the field. The look of Treese's face, I'm just going to shut up. Tell me they're trading Michael Thomas. Yeah, I got him trade Michael Thomas. Let's go. Let's go. Why? Um, Into who? To the goddamn Jets. No, um, no, you're <laughs> lying. Trade him to the Jets for a second and fourth round pick. Oh, my God. Tweet that shit now. <laughs> After this, tweet that shit. You crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have. I, I really do. Like, hey, if you think that he's too much of a problem, we've seen other star players get traded. Uh, the problem right now is his contract, and that's why I don't see a first-round pick there. But for the Jets, I mean, if, they, if they're going to have the number one pick, let's say they fuck up and win a game, and they end up with the second pick. 
right? Second, for Michael Thomas to go into. <laughs> second round pick is still pick 34. So you're talking pick 33 or 34. It's technically a first round pick at that point. And then you get another fourth round that's going to be super early. Uh, yeah, I think I think both teams would probably take that deal. I mean, if, if Darnold's their guy... They uh-huh. could go left tackle with that first pick if they want to, or trade that for a King's ransom, right? And uh-huh. then now they get Darnold. Now they have a weapon with, obviously, you guys were talking about Mims earlier. Now you got Mims on one side. You got Michael Thomas on the other side. You still got Frank Gore in the back at age 87. He's still going to be cranking. Let's do this. And, I mean, they, they have two picks in the first round, so they can get uh... – the tight end from Penn State that you just absolutely love. Uh, the Jets are – Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, but the Jets have two first-round picks? I thought they did. I just Jamal was looking Adams at trade. it today. Oh, yeah, yeah, duh, yeah you're right. You're thank right. You, you're right. Sorry. So they're going to have – there's a good chance they have pick 32 and 33 just back-to-back. Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Fournette, what are your thoughts on that crazy, crazy thing there from Trees? Look, I like it. I still think that it's not Antonio Brown level drama. I think they'll be able to get a first back for Michael Thomas. So a two and a four, I don't think it's unfair value, but I also don't think they're going to be willing to sell at that point. Um, if I'm the Saints, I'm moving on from a, a backup offensive lineman that currently carries a cap of $5.8 million. Nick Easton, he is a versatile player, can play guard and center, trade him to a team that has offensive line issues. Get some kind of draft capital back. Maybe it's a four or five or even a six. Just get something. Get the cap off the books because they are in absolute cap hell next year because of what they've done with Drew Brees' contract. There you go. Uh, let's kind of keep this thing moving here. The Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the Oakland Raiders. I, I, I want to be able to do that, and I just can't. So I'm just – that was my last time ever trying it. Hopefully, maybe not. Probably not. Uh, what are the Raiders doing here? Sitting second in the AFC West. Uh, I believe three and three if I'm correct. Started off kind of hot, got a big win over the Saints. You look at the Saints right now, eh, not that surprising of a win. Um, what's what's going on with the Raiders? So Tyler brought up uh, Andrew Sandejo sucking for the Browns earlier. Here's where I have them fixing it. Uh, how about the Raiders trading LaMarcus Joyner, who they got in free agency last year, who has been a very big disappointment, has had to basically play slot corner this whole time. Uh which I think he's just not built for that anymore. Move him to safety and let him play safety for the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, a little win-win for Ness. I think when you're looking at the Raiders, they have the most expensive offensive line in the National Football League. I don't know what this team does to improve. If they're healthy at receiver, I think they're good. But I think if you really want to make a playoff run, you need to add a real value. This is where Marvin Jones of the Detroit Lions could really fit in well, play in that kind of West Coast style scheme, uh, be a big bodied guy to be opposite Henry Ruggs, play on the outside when you have Ruggs and Waller just destroying the seams. And I think that can really make a difference for them moving forward this year. I like it. Um, I would love to actually see them go maybe defensive side of the ball, maybe specifically linebacker uh, is where I think they're kind of struggling. I don't know who to throw out there, though. But let's move on to our next team, the Dallas Cowboys. Talk about a team that we all thought was just really had a true run at the Super Bowl in the NFC. It has turned into a dumpster fire with injuries along the offensive line. They have just paid everybody, and since they have paid them, 
No one gives a fuck anymore. And Mike McCarthy just doesn't seem to be the answer. I get it. It's hard to do that when everyone's banged up and you're not winning football games. But this defense is awful, and it does not look like Mike McCarthy has control of the team. I know there's there's some decently big takes that are out there, but, man, I can't help but agree with them because the Dallas Cowboys were not who we thought they are even when Dak was healthy. What are these guys doing? I mean, they have to be trading people away, right, Trees? Yeah, and this one, and for the record, this one, uh, the other ones I'm hoping for, this one I think is very, very, very far-fetched, but I just wanted to do it just because it made sense to me. Um, what about Michael Gallup to the Browns? Now that OBJ is out for the season, uh, do they even bring OBJ back? I doubt it in Cleveland. So bring in Gallup, who is right now rated the best deep ball receiver in the NFL, that's what OBJ is going to be in that offense. Tyler knows this because the the new head coach is the former OC of the Vikings. They love to take their shots. Jarvis Landry is obviously not going to be that guy. I know they have Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I know they have some other guys, uh, Higgins, Rashad Higgins, mm-hmm. but clearly those guys are not the guys. And Gallup has proven that he can be that guy. Uh, if you want Baker Mayfield to try to succeed, he, he's not going to succeed with – Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper. I'm sorry, that's you're setting your quarterback up for failure. So I throw to Austin Hooper. It's fair, sorry. but anyways, so that's what I have. Uh, go get go get your replacement for OBJ. Okay, uh, you mentioned Michael Gallup. To me, like the moment I think if they're trading Gallup, like that's got New England written all over it. If they're needing another receiver, I know they they might have to pay him, but like. I'm just throwing that out there. But uh, Fournette, what are your thoughts there, man, with the Cowboys? Well, I don't know what you guys think of Sir Yak, and I don't know if he's credible or not, but he was saying that the Vikings and Browns have been talking about Adam Thielen. They'd offered two picks for Thielen. I don't know if any of that's true, but the connection's there, and I think that they're going to really do some damage to try and get a wide receiver. And I'll be honest, I'm going to go with Trees 100%. I was thinking Michael Gallup, too. That's not a guy that Dallas is probably going to be able to pay. They're not going to be able to keep three high-priced receivers. Cowboys fans want to keep Gallup over Amari Cooper, but with the contract mm-hmm. Cooper just signed, I don't see them being able to get out of it. I also don't see Cleveland being willing to trade for it. So if you're going to get rid of one of them, it's going to be Gallup. You can get a second-round pick for him because he's that talented, and I think he'd be a really nice compliment to Jarvis Landry in Cleveland. Well, the thing with Amari Cooper's contract, I believe, is that nothing is guaranteed after this season. Like next year, his contracts, there's no guarantees to it. So if the it's Cowboys after wanted, next year, it's the first two years are fully guaranteed. Then mm-hmm. it's nothing. So like within that, it's like I feel like Amari Cooper would be the guy to get rid of. Then if you only have to pay one extra season, and then you can pay Michael Gallup if you like him more with Ceedee Lamb, and then uh, your tight ends Darwin and Schultz haven't been awful. I know Darwin's out with an injury, but like. Schultz coming in hasn't been that bad for the Cowboys. It's going to be hard to see anyone shine, though, through this offense with no quarterback being there. Andy Dalton going down with a a cheap shot of a a hit. He's definitely out with a concussion. Let's move on to our next team, though, the Cleveland Browns. We just kind of talked to them. OBJ is out, possibly trading for a wide receiver. Any other moves that you guys think they can make? Uh, I have them trading for a safety here, uh, and a different one than I've, we've all had, and that's Desmond King from the Chargers. He's actually having a tough time getting onto the field right now, surprisingly, for how talented of a player he actually is, and it's only going to be harder once uh, 
De- uh, Derwin James comes back. Yep. Uh, obviously, they do have some older guys. Chris Harris is kind of getting up there. Uh, Hayward's now starting to get a little bit older as well. But uh, I think that the Chargers could uh, make a move if they feel like they uh, they can get the right value there. I like it. Fornes. All right, I'm going to be honest. I've, I did not hear which team we were talking about. The Cleveland Browns, sorry. Oh, we're talking about the Browns still? Yep. So it, it kind of swapped, right? So Because like, we were talking about the Cowboys, and then I started talking about trading to the Browns, and then it just happened to be the Browns next. So more of a coincidence. That Oh, I got you. I think the Browns, I said it earlier, they got to trade for a safety. Anything. Get any safety. Any capable player. Um, Desmond King, I think, would be good. He's more of a slot corner than a safety. I would really be interested to see how he would transition to that spot in Cleveland. They moved him to safety this year, actually. Oh, they did. Well, yeah. I stand corrected. I did not know that. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I took a look. Um, it looks like Mari Cooper's contract is movable. $20 million base salary next year. So that's expensive. But yeah. If you're the Browns, get the safety. Literally anyone. There it is. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, talk about a team that is looking freaking built for a run at the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is on the money. Rob Gronkowski is getting in the mix. They just picked up Antonio Brown. Morally, I hate it as a football player. It's going to help out the Buccaneers. This defense swarms to the ball. I mean, it's 11, just batshit son of a guns, just ready to tackle somebody. You love that as a Buccaneers fan. But within this episode... We're predicting them trading for someone or shipping someone away. What are your thoughts, Trees? Uh, I have them trading for defensive tackle Avery Jones out of Jacksonville, actually. Uh, with Vita Vea out, I think that they just need another big body guy in there. They can probably get him for a sixth, probably even a seventh rounder at this point. So um, just try to sure up that defensive line for this Super Bowl run. There it is, Tyler. Need to do something big. They lost Vita Vea. I think they call up the Houston Texans and they try to go for J.J. Watt. Put him in the middle of that defense. Next in Dominican Sue, you've got Shaq Parrott and J.P.P. on the outside. The corners have really stepped up this year and finally showed out. Make the move. Go absolute all in and try and win that Super Bowl, Tom. Wow. J.J. Watt is on the move. Uh, uh, wow. According to Tyler Furness. I love it. Didn't even think of it. I know people have maybe discussed the possibility of him being traded. So the Texans have some type of a future there because they have the highest payroll. Uh, something we talked about earlier. But wow. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I love it. Because that, that's a true possibility for them to be like, you know what? We're hosting the Super Bowl here. Why travel for it when we can just stay here and get a run at it? Because the way this offense is playing, the addition of Antonio Brown, you put in J.J. Watt. Holy smokes, that is magical. Trees, I saw the look on your face. What are your thoughts? Just what you did. Like, that's shocking. And uh, I'm I'm down. I'm down for it. I, I'd be very excited to see it. So. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hey, we are running long today, boys, so let's try and fly through these other teams here. Uh, we have quite a bit left, though. The Indianapolis Colts, things are going well with Phillip Rivers. Buying or selling, Treese? Uh, buying, and we talked about uh, them getting a wide receiver earlier uh, when I said the Golden Tate trade. How about if you can't get that and you want to get something for less, uh, 
Tyler brought up how stacked the Cincinnati wide receiver room actually is right now. Uh, why don't you go and trade for Auden Tate? Ooh. Bingo bank. Excuse me. Bingo bango. Mr. Fornass, what are our thoughts there? I like that. Um, I don't know how Auden Tate's going to mess with the with the group that you have. One thing you always hear about wide receiver rooms, have a basketball team. They need a big guy. No Ali Cox at tight end. It's amazing what Philip Rivers can do with former basketball players. But <laughs> uh, why not Marvin Jones? Put a true X receiver on the outside and let him go up and win jump balls. T.Y. Hilton needs some support of any kind because he has not been good this year. And give Philip Rivers somebody to be able to throw jump balls to on the outside. I like it. The Los Angeles Rams are next. They just picked up a big win over the Chicago Bears on Monday night. What are our thoughts here, Teresa? Who are they going to pick up so they can continue to compete in the NFC West? So actually, I think it's the exact opposite. Uh, I think that Ooh. they trade. Uh, holy cow, I'm sick of talking about Florida guys today. Uh, Ja'Kai <laughs> Polite, who uh, actually has been playing for them and actually has a few sacks on the season. Uh, trade Ja'Kai Polite to uh, they in sacks. And if you're going to make the playoffs, you're going to need some guys that can try to get after the quarterback. It would only cost like a seventh, sixth, seventh rounder to get him. So uh, Titans, go get your guy. Go get a pass rusher. There it is. Tyler Furness, what are your thoughts, man? I like it, but I can't believe you're going to send a good player to the Titans, Trees. I'm a little disappointed in you right now. I don't want to talk about it. There <laughs> it enough, is. There it is. I wanted to hear his response. If I'm the Rams, uh, I'm looking to upgrade a little bit on the defensive side of the football. And when you kind of look at their situation, if they had a really good linebacker, they could really take the next step. Uh, you talk, We talked to Rod Davis earlier. Why not call Minnesota for Eric Kendricks? Top three to five middle linebacker in the National Football League. He's on a reasonable contract for what he is. He's making about $10 million this year. You're probably giving up a second-round pick for him. But if you think that this team, the way they're playing, can win a Super Bowl and you get a guy in the middle of that defense that can eat with Aaron Donald in front of him, make the move. Makes sense. And it's something the Rams would do. They're probably going to trade a second or first rounder for it if they even have it because they just love to ship those away because why draft anybody? Uh, the Buffalo Bills are next, though, leading the AFC East. Trees buying or selling, man. It's been a tough couple weeks. They finally picked up a win uh, by only scoring field goals against the New York Jets. Surprisingly enough, what do they got? What do the Bills got to do in upstate New York? Uh, I have them trading for Don, uh, Ronald Darby, the cornerback for the Washington Football Team. I think that. Josh Norman's been solid for them, but I don't think that he can hold up the entire year and can be what they need him to be full time. So Is go he get another. Back yet? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just didn't know since like we saw Derek Kennedy since he, since he put died. him into the freaking ground. Yeah. What did you didn't know die? if he made his way back up yet? Yeah. Furness, what are your thoughts there, man? Buffalo needs a tight end. Dawson Knox keeps getting hurt. Call the Giants. Get Evan Ingram. You're gonna deal with his dropsies, but get Josh Allen another weapon. You've done everything you can to build this team up to make Josh Allen successful, and it's worked. Give him another piece. Let him uh, roam the middle of the field with digs on the outside. Got John Brown running deep, uh, Cole Beasley underneath. Yep. Make it happen. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, next, the Arizona Cardinals. They just picked up a massive overtime win against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night. 
Therese, what do the Cardinals got to do to continue to improve and maybe find themselves in the play NFC West? Uh, I have them trading for uh, Pernell McPhee from the Ravens. So they just traded for Yanni Kangako that we talked about earlier. He literally just stopped. He he replaces him as a starter. So um, go get your pass rusher since you're missing Chandler Jones. I like it. Fournesse. I'm going to go a different route, but doing the same exact thing. I'm going Ryan Kerrigan from the Washington football team. He's on the last year of his deal. He's really buried uh, behind Chase Young and Montez Sweat at this point. Get a guy who's a capable pass rusher. He gets a consistent nine sacks a season. And I think it would really help the Cardinals long term. I like it. I'm about it. The Green Bay Packers. Tyler's dropped a couple F-bombs. I think he's going to stay here, too, with the Packers. But, Treese, what are the Packers doing? Buying or selling here, man? Oh, Tyler's going to hate me for this one. Um, Again, I think there's soft as shit up the middle. I think that they need some uh, dudes that can stop the run um, if they're going to make a playoff run. Uh, so uh, call up those New York Jets and go get Quentin Williams. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Uh, look, I hate the Packers, but that's a really, really good move for them. I hated the Geno Atkins one because it really accomplishes the same thing. Um, I don't know if Quinnen has that kind of toughness that Atkins would bring, but it would make a really big difference both in the running and in the, and the passing game. If I'm the Packers, I, I still look at that guy underneath. I need a small slot receiver. I don't want a big guy. I don't need one of the twin towers per se. I need somebody uh, running across the middle of the field getting open on uh, crossers, slants, over routes. And I think you got to call the Texans. Ask for any one of their receivers, give a third-round pick, and try and help Devontae Adams. So I love that. I actually – before, so I started doing this earlier in the week. I actually had them trading for D.D. Westbrook until he tore his ACL on Sunday. So Ooh. That would have made a lot Big of sense. Westbrook that would have been exciting. Here. Yep. Uh, next, my Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what to do with this team. They're just so stacked. Like, they don't have any holes. Uh, just kidding. Please help the offensive line. Uh, they've been good in the run, but offensive lines are good when the only thing you're doing is needing to run. And Clyde Edwards, the has been good. Uh, but there is some damage at linebacker position. Enough about me, though, and my love for the Kansas City Chiefs. Treese, what do you think they're doing, buying or selling? Um, so I have them selling a guy. Uh, I have them selling Demarcus Robinson. Oh, okay. I'm listening. Uh, I have them trading him to the Chicago Bears. Oh, damn. The Bears? Yeah. Get- I mean, I, I'm glad to see him go, but I at least want him to go somewhere where like he's got a good quarterback. I mean, he's going to go to somewhere that he knows the offensive coordinator, though, right? That makes a lot of sense. I I actually kind of like that. Fournette, what are your thoughts, man? What are the Chiefs doing? I just want to point out that once again, Trees talked about a former Florida guy. You're on a roll today, man. I'm Gosh dang you. Wow. <laughs> um, if I'm the Chiefs, uh, uh, let's go ballsy. You have uh, Honey Badger out there. Pair him with a, a top five safety in the National Football League. Call the Vikings. Get Harrison Smith. Get, give up a second round pick. It doesn't matter what you give up if you win a Super Bowl. Those two guys at safety, I don't care what's at corner. You can support them. Make it happen. <laughs> Good luck, everybody else, if that's what they do, because I fucking love it. Uh, next, the Baltimore Ravens. Nah, what are they doing, Trees? I mean, they just went and traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Their defense is good, 
but man, they need receivers. Is that what you're thinking too? Exactly what I'm thinking. And it's a guy that Tyler brought up earlier. Go get Curtis Samuel from the Panthers. I think another speed guy. I I understand that. I understand that. But they can use Curtis Samuel the way he's supposed to be used in this style of offense. But yeah, they have Duvernay though. Yeah, if you were a Texas fan, you would not say anything about Duvernay. He's fast as hell. He's just as fast as Curtis Samuel. He can catch the ball. Here's the difference, Austin. Duvernay's got deep speed. Samuel's got lateral speed. And I think that's where Justin's going with this. I don't know what to tell you, Austin. It's two against one. There it is. The Chicago <laughs> Bears are next. What are they doing? Um, you brought up Kenny Steele's about 100 times today, uh, Tyler. This is where I had Kenny Steele's going. This is the fit. Have him opposite side of uh, Allen Robinson. You can move Anthony Miller back into the slot, and now you finally have some legit wide receivers on this offense. Fornes, what do you think? I think you trade Anthony Miller. I came out today that apparently Anthony Miller was voted most likely to miss practice. His teammates don't think that highly of him. Get rid of him. I loved Miller coming out of college when he was when he was at Memphis, but it just seems like he's a cancer to this offense. Just cut ties. Damn, there it is. Okay. Uh, some serious thoughts on the Bears receivers. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, one of the most complete teams in the NFL. They are next. Treese, what do you think you're selling? Uh, man, I was talking about the Bears a ton. We did, I did Demarcus Robinson to the Bears, Bears getting Kenny Steals. Uh, I have the Steelers trading Benny Snell to the Bears. Um, I think that they need a power guy that's going to run literally north and south and not try to be shifty and stuff like Montgomery is being. Um, and I think that they just need another running back besides him on this field. I like that a lot, um, and especially with the emergence of the rookie McFarland, I believe, correct? Correct. That they drafted this year has been kind of sneaky good for them, and it just adds to the weapons that that offense has. But, Tyler, what are your thoughts here with the Steelers, man? What do you think they should do? Trade for any middle linebacker that's worth anything to at least try and replace Devin Bush. Send to there it is. Bingo. And I'm going to retweet that son of a gun. Uh, next, the Seattle Seahawks, who just suffered a devastating loss on Sunday night. We mentioned earlier with the Cardinals picking up that win. But, Therese, when you look at the Seahawks, not necessarily a team that's fully complete, but there's a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. What do you think the Seahawks need to do to make sure that they are in set and locked for a run at the Super Bowl? Uh, actually, mine's a very unsexy pick. Uh but God damn it, if I have to talk about another Florida guy, let's do it. Uh, Carlos, Dun- Carlos Dunlap uh, from Cincinnati to Seattle. They need another pass rusher. Carlos Dunlap is very unhappy in Cincinnati. I don't know if you guys saw the drama going on with him. He like put his house up for sale, and Joe Mixon tried to buy it. And then <laughs> Tyler Boyd Joe called Mixon him. tried to buy it? Yeah, yeah, just to be like, fuck you, get out of here. And then... Tyler Boyd called him a little bitch. I don't know. Like, it got out of hand quickly. <laughs> wow. How the fuck did I miss this? Fornes, what are your thoughts? Get an edge rusher. Uh, I like how Everson Griffin, Yannick, and Gakwe have been traded. Get anybody on the edge. Anybody. Anybody's going to be worthwhile to that football team. Uh, maybe a D Ford. They're not going to do an interdivisional trade. Ryan Kerrigan makes a lot of sense. Uh, Pernell McPhee, as Justin mentioned earlier, just anyone. 
Bingo, bingo. In our last team for today's episode, uh, the Tennessee Titans. Therese, you say it best, but just go ahead, man. Go ahead. I need Tyler to go first on this. All right. <laughs> Call up the Vikings, get Riley Reef, getting off replace Taylor Lewan. They can cut ties after this year. It'll be a capable replacement for the season to make a Super Bowl run. Trees? You call the Patriots and get Stephon Gilmore. Get the fuck out of here. I, it makes sense. It makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. Like you, you don't want Jonathan Joseph playing full-time. You have Malcolm Butler on one side. You have... Uh, Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore on one side. Now in the slot, you can have Adoree Jackson. You have Christian Fulton. You are you are now ready to stop the Chiefs' offense. Like with those guys, you still have uh, Bayard and Vaccaro at safety. You all of a sudden have six DBs that you feel comfortable with. And let's not forget, Adoree Jackson. He has the type of speed that can keep up with Tyreek Hill, right? So like now you have everything set. You're you already got. Uh, Jadavion Clowney earlier, so you're trying to stop the run in that standpoint. Again, he's I've said this a thousand times, he's not a hu- huge pass rusher, and then all that. Now, on the offensive side, yes, they still need offensive line, especially with Lawn out, uh, but man, their weapons are starting to come alive. And I'll say it right now because nobody else wants to say it, but I think they everybody believes that they just don't want to say it. Uh, AJ Brown is a better receiver than DK Metcalf, whoever mm-hmm. says. Whoever says he's not, you are lying to yourself. More I will complete, take a, not I will better. Take, I will take A.J. Brown over D.K. Metcalf any day of the week, twice I, on Sundays. Would you rather have Randy Moss or Terrell Owens? Because that's basically what this conversation is. Yeah, I'd ra- I mean, actually, I don't know which one you're referring to the others. but um, it, it, General overall comps on styles of play, A.J. Brown plays a lot like Terrell Owens, works short over the field, can go deep. Randy Moss, DK Metcalf, they're dynamic jump ball players that can stretch the field like nobody's business. So I like so I like that because I was gonna say I would take Terrell Owens, so <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Austin, uh, I don't know if I can come on this podcast ever again, man. That hurts. Well, hey, I'm gonna tell you what though. We've had a lot of fun having you on. Uh this was fun. This was a long episode, but I really enjoyed it and I can't wait to just get some of these takes out into the world of Twitter directly after this, because I'm excited about it. Uh, I had a lot of fun with you guys as well. So Tyler, thanks again for joining us. You can find him on Twitter, hit us with your at, but he's also climbing the pocket blue, blue chip scouting Tyler, sell yourself before trees leads us out. Absolutely. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the real forno. Um, as you mentioned, I do a lot of Vikings work with climbing the pocket NFL draft, blue chip scouting, if you like professional wrestling, I write for uh, Voices of Wrestling as well. Um, you can just hit me up. I love the discourse. I love talking ball. And I will talk just about anything, and I will, am not afraid to give my takes. He is not. And he, it's a fun time to sit and have a beer with him. We did that in Mobile, and it was a good time. But um, that does it for the episode. We appreciate you guys. And tonight we've been talking football. Talking football.